This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 261. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 261. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. Hello, Shameless Moms. I'm so excited to bring you our Shameless Mom of the Week, Naomi C. from Decatur, Georgia. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it looks like Decatur. So remember, our Shameless Mom of the Week comes from a review left in Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a review and nominate yourself for Shameless Mom of the Week by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will put you into the Apple Podcast portal where you can click on write a review and let me know how the Shameless Mom Academy has impacted your life or made you a more shameless mom. And every week I pick one review to showcase a shameless mama. And this week it's Naomi C. So Naomi says, I will do my best to put into words how impactful the Shameless Mom Academy has been to me as a woman. I wear a lot of different hats as most of us do. Mom, wife, daughter, sister, friend, employee, and the list goes on and on. I found this podcast in November of 2016, and it's my daily dose for motivation, encouragement, humor, advice, and connection. Sarah, the host, is like one of my best girlfriends. So if you are a new listener, go back and listen to all the episodes. Over the past year and a half, this podcast has helped me take action toward my goals, including starting a business, starting my day with intention, standing up for myself, and being really clear on what I stand for. The list goes on and on. 
What I value so much is the Shameless Mom Academy community that she's built where women get to learn from each other, support each other and encourage each other and have fun together. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, Naomi, I love this. And I so appreciate it. And I totally am like one of your best girlfriends. I love getting that feedback that it feels like we are just girlfriends hanging out together, maybe sipping a glass of wine. That means the world to me that the show has been that place for you to get motivation, encouragement, humor, advice, and connection. I so appreciate that. And I love that you are connected to the community because the community is really what it's all about for me, because that's where I can see that all this work is working, that I can see that the show and everything that happens in the show actually has impact to all of you and that you get to connect with each other and build camaraderie and learn from each other. And it's not just all about me because I didn't build this for it to just all be about me. I built it for it to be about you. So I love that people are connecting over in the community over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. That's our free private Facebook community where we all get to connect behind closed doors and have conversations that can be amazing, but also vulnerable because we have that element of privacy there. So thank you. Thank you, Naomi. Okay. We're going to talk about something awesome, but I have to tell you a spider just walked down my wall and I pushed pause for a minute to kill the spider because I understand that we should save spiders so that they can eat the bugs, but I don't save spiders that are in my office. And I pushed pause on the recording to get the spider. And now I cannot find the spider. So I'm just going to keep going. But at some point you might hear me shriek because there is a spider somewhere in my office. I don't know where, and I don't really have time right now to search for it. So, all right, here we go. Feeling a little tentative and on edge, but nevertheless, we're going to get this done. Today, we're going to talk about five things I no longer say yes to. This is all about building better boundaries, which is one of my favorite things to talk about because building better boundaries is so important if you want to live more shamelessly and you want to get more of what you want out of life and you want to like get less of the other junk, right? Get more of what you want and less of everything else. So there's definitely things that I'm a people pleaser for sure. And there's definitely things where I've struggled to build boundaries or, you know, instead of saying no to someone, I would be really apologetic or I would like create like a story or like kind of like a mini white lie around like why I couldn't do something or whatever. And I've just gotten a lot better with my boundaries and I don't explain myself as much as I used to. I don't make up reasons why I can't do things. I just say, yeah, I can't do that. So if someone invites me to something that I don't want to go to, I just say, I can't make it. Like, I don't tell a big story about like, well, I can't do it that night because I have this thing and then I have that thing and blah, blah, blah. And no, I just say, no, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it to your event, whatever. No, that night doesn't work for me or I already have something. I usually don't even say I already have something going on. I just say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. So like this has changed for me. I say no to a lot more things than I used to. And I'm really aware of the things that I say yes to because I know that the yeses all come at a cost. The no's come at a cost too. So, you know, if I say no to something, there might be a cost for that. But a lot of my yeses, there's a cost for those things. So if I say yes to something that I don't really want to do, what are the costs? It's usually a huge time and energy suck. If I say yes to something that I don't want to do that doesn't serve me just because I feel obligated to say yes... It means that I'm making a sacrifice of my time and my energy and other resources sometimes. And that's not cool. Like time and energy, those are limited resources. 
time is like the one thing that like you can't buy, you can't get it back. Once it's gone, it's gone. And it's like one of our most valuable, if not our most valuable resource. So it's really, really important that you know what you're saying yes to, that you know what you're saying no to and why you say yes and no to certain things. So I'm going to go through a list of five things that I no longer say yes to. And you might have your own list and it might be similar to mine. It might be completely different, but it's important that you know what you say no to and you know what you say yes to and you know what you now have boundaries around because also recognizing that you now have better boundaries around something is really empowering and it actually allows you to catch yourself to be like, oh, wait, I no longer say yes to that thing. And you can like remind yourself, which is awesome and empowering when you catch yourself and you're able to remember in time to be like, oh, wait, I don't do that anymore. So the first thing that I say that I no longer say yes to, I no longer say yes to social engagements that start after 7 p.m. or end after 10 p.m. So here's the deal. If I have not left my house by 6.30 to go somewhere, I'm not going to leave. Like I am not someone who can get all glam at like 8 p.m. to go to a 9 p.m. event. No, at 8 p.m., the only thing I'm changing is into my pajamas and Like there are very few exceptions that I make for this. I made an exception a few weeks ago for the first time in probably, I don't know, three years maybe. I made an exception to go to a friend's birthday dinner or birthday party. It wasn't a dinner, but to go to this birthday thing. And I told my husband, I was like, I will go because I mean, I really, really like this person that this birthday thing was for. But I was like, I will go, but I'm only staying for an hour. So I really like this person, but... I mostly went just because I knew that it meant a lot to her and her husband that my husband and I went and it was important to me to be a supportive friend. But also, I also needed to be really careful of my boundaries because here's the thing. If I go to something late and I get home really late, I get a ton of sleeping anxiety and I don't sleep all night and it's just like kind of this horrible mess. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I said to my husband, I will go for an hour and then I will come home. You can stay as late as you want and come home whenever. I don't care. You can stay till the bar. It doesn't matter to me at all, but I'm going for one hour. And so that's what we did. So I do not do social engagements that start late or end late. Okay, on very rare occasions, I will like go out to a concert kind of a thing that ends after 10 p.m. And my husband knows that I'm like climbing out of my skin like by the time 10, 15 hits and he'll like have to check in with me a lot to be like, are you okay? Do you want to go soon? He'll be like, we can go in 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> like he knows, like I'm kind of dying if we haven't left somewhere by 10 PM. And knowing that this is a boundary for me actually brings me a ton of peace because I don't worry now <laughs> about things. I don't worry about like, should I go to the thing that's really late or should we stay out late or whatever? No, I'm like, no, like, I just don't do that. I don't do that. And it's a clear boundary for me and it improves my quality of life and it improves my energy. Like, I know that I'm not going to waste energy staying up late because that's not of joy to me. I understand other people love it. Like, my husband's a total night owl. He loves to, like, stay up and watch Game of Thrones that he's already watched before until, like, 2 a.m. That's not my jam, though. So I no longer say yes to going out after seven or staying out after 10. Number two, I no longer say yes to phone calls. So first of all, I never answer the phone. I like very, very rarely answer the phone. I have to say when I was a gym owner and my phone was the gym phone, I had to answer a lot of local calls because often it would be people calling to be like, hey, I wanted to ask about like your memberships or whatever. And so now that I don't have to answer my phone, I very, very rarely do. Because here's the thing, like any number that's unrecognizable to me, 99.9% of the time, it's not someone I need to talk to. It's someone who can send me an email if they actually need something from me. And usually it is some sort of spammy robocall kind of situation, especially having been a business owner in the local area, like the amount of spam I get on my phone is ridiculous. So I don't answer the phone. I let everything go to voicemail. I've told you before that my phone does not vibrate. So when my phone rings, I have no idea. I never know that my phone is ringing, which makes my husband a little crazy, but he just knows to text me because he knows that I don't answer the phone. Like if actually, if he were to call me, I would answer it because I'd be like, wait, you never call like what's wrong. So I don't answer phone calls. 
And also another boundary I have with phone calls is I don't do a lot of phone calls where people are like, hey, can we like jump on a phone call for this or that or the other thing? I will only do that if someone schedules a call with me through my calendar. And then usually I do it via Skype. And I'll talk more about this in my number three. But by number two about not taking phone calls as people call, like even when it's someone that I know, I have to say like most people text me now just because I think that's the way the world typically works. There are a few people like when my mom will call and those, you know, I will try to answer it if I can for her, but there's literally probably four-ish people that I would answer the phone for and everything else goes to voicemail. Because here's the thing with phone calls is that, ooh, I see the spider, you guys. I'm going to get it. Oh my gosh, it was right on my computer screen. It's like he wanted to come visit us. Okay, I don't even know if I killed him. I think he might have gotten away. This is just going to be the theme of this episode. It's going to be things I no longer say yes to. Spiders. <laughs> so I don't know if I got him. I think the spider's still crawling in my office. I'm pretty sure. So that's great. So with phone calls, the thing about phone calls is taking a phone call disrupts your flow. So for me, like during my work time, if I stop and take the phone call in the middle of recording a podcast or the middle of writing something, it completely disrupts my train of thought. And it's not like it just takes up the time that that phone call takes, it actually sets me back like 20 minutes or so to have to like reset myself after I get off the phone. So that's where I'm really intentional about my resources that if I actually accept a phone call, it's like, can be very crippling to my resources in terms of how the rest of my flow goes for the rest of that hour or whatever I want to be getting done during that time. So that's why that boundary is really, really important. And that might be for you too, like maybe during family time in the evening, like you don't take phone calls. Because again, especially for those of you who work full time and you're like, I have such limited time with my family, my kids, I feel guilty about working all the time. Like quality over quantity is what really matters. And if you're letting yourself get interrupted by phone calls or even by text messages, and you're having to do all these resets with your energy and your focus because you're being disrupted in these ways, that's a drain. And that's a drain on your resources. And it's a drain on the quality time that you get doing the things that you really want to be doing, whether that's spending time with your family or anything else. So that's a boundary for me. Another thing I no longer say yes to number three, coffee dates to pick my brain. So this is kind of an entrepreneurial thing or a business related thing. But I think that this can happen in a lot of different capacities. So I definitely get a lot of requests for people who want to quote unquote, like get together to pick my brain. I want to start a podcast. Can I pick your brain? Like I'm starting my own business. Can I pick your brain? All those kinds of things. And a lot of times people want to do this in a coffee shop, like, hey, let's just grab a cup of coffee. Or sometimes people are even like, oh, let's grab a glass of wine. That'll be so fun. While the intentions are like super positive, I say no to all of them. And here's what I do instead. If it's something where I really think I can be of service, I will say, hey, here is a link to my calendar where I have a couple openings. You know, you can book one of those if you want. If I don't think I can be of service to that person, or I just don't have the time right now, I'll say, I'm not the best fit for you. Like this isn't my area of expertise or I don't really have a lot to offer you in that area, but here's maybe someone who could, or here's what I would like do a Google search on that might be better resources than what I could give you. Or if I'm really short on time, I'll say like, I'm not able to take any meetings for the rest of this week or this month, what have you. Could you check back with me and put it back in that person's court? Could you check back with me in X amount of weeks or months or whatever? And so that allows me to like, if I want to be of service, you know, it gives me some boundaries. So when I send someone a 
link to schedule a call if they want to pick my brain about starting a podcast, for example. They book a time that's a 30-minute call, and there's some limits on it. I don't have to leave my house, so it's just 30 minutes. And I know that like, if it's from 11.30 to 12, when we get on at 11.30, that there's going to be an expectation by both parties that we're going to be done at 12. If I do the coffee shop thing, I have to leave my house, go find parking, find the coffee spot, whatever. Then it's way more open-ended in terms of the time usually where like how long it's going to take. And I feel obligated to always like offer an hour if I meet someone in person. I don't know why, but I do. And then it's like the time to get home and get resituated back into my work day. So that is probably about a two hour commitment. And that is way more of a sacrifice on my time and my resources, which I have limited amounts of both than just offering a spot in my calendar to do a 30 minute call. And then I'm really careful about those calls. Like I only do calls on certain days of the week. I only do a certain amount of calls per day, like all those kinds of things. So there's boundaries around all of that as well. But I'm very careful about people wanting to pick my brain. And I want to impress upon those of you who your similar situation might be the same. You might be in a situation where people want to pick your brain about different things or get together with you about different connecting through, you know, different business related reasons. Or it could be that people ask for your time, like, hey, we're looking for volunteers for this event. Like, could we meet up and I'll tell you all about it? Or maybe there's a friend of yours who's like, hey, I just started my own Roden and Fields business. And I would love to tell you about this amazing opportunity, how you can get involved too. I mean, that can go for any of the MLMs. Maybe friends want to tell you about doTERRA essential oils, or they want to tell you about beauty counter. And you can say like, no, I don't have time for that. Or if you want to like, you know, if you have a essential oils party at your house and you want to invite me to that, I'd be happy to come over one night with a group of people and like check out what it is, but I'm not going to like go sit in a coffee shop for two hours with you. Whatever the boundary is for you, like there's all sorts of different ways that you can build those boundaries for yourself. But I know that for me, it's not a good use of my time because it takes time away from my larger community. So if I'm seeking to serve thousands of you in the Shameless Mom Academy, and I'm being pulled away by one person to talk about how to start a podcast or how to build a business or whatever, that's not generally the best use of my time. If I can do it within some limits that make sense to me, sometimes I'm willing to do it. It just kind of depends on the person and the situation. And if I feel like it's a conversation that I really have something valuable to add to, like if it's a woman's trying to start a podcast, there's a lot I can say about that and a lot of value I can add. If it's like a male wanting to start a business related to finances, like I'm not the person to talk to. So I also know that just because I have a business doesn't mean I'm the right person to talk to about all these things. And that would be the same for you. Like just because maybe just because you, you know, helped with a fundraiser for one thing doesn't mean you're a good person to help with a fundraiser for something else. So just be aware of people who want to use your time and want to ask you to donate your time. And it's maybe just not a good fit. And just because you've done something similar before doesn't mean you have to say yes again. And it doesn't mean that you're the correct appropriate fit as well. Number four, I no longer say yes to being overbooked or over busy. So this kind of piggybacks off of number three, that I'm careful with my time. So when I schedule podcast recordings, when I schedule coaching calls, all those happen on specific dates and times that I designate on my schedule. So for example, right now I record podcast interviews two Thursdays a month. There's about a four hour window on each of those Thursdays where people can book calls or can book interviews. I schedule coaching calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And again, there's like a six hour window on Tuesdays and Thursdays on my schedule 
for people to book coaching calls. I don't generally book outside of that. Now, if someone were to be like, oh, I can't do any of those or whatever, there's some sort of extenuating circumstance. There are some situations that I can bend for, or sometimes I'll just say, oh, okay, if, like if you can't book an interview during those times, let's look at next month. Here's the dates that I have available for that. But I am pretty careful about how I manage my time so that I don't get overbooked or over busy. Also, when it comes to evening events, I don't overbook my evenings because I want to be home with my family. That's a really important thing. I'm a full-time working mom. My son spends a lot of time in childcare. I really want to be home in the evening. Part of it is that I'm a homebody and I like going to bed at a very reasonable hour. And part of it is that I do want to be here. Like I want to be the one making dinner as much as I gripe about making dinner. I do like being the person that's like making the dinner and reading the stories before bed and those kinds of things. So I take responsibility for my evening schedule and I don't overbook myself. I also don't book myself out more than a few nights a week. And this last week was a great example where we had invitations to do things multiple nights during the week. And some of the things even involved Vinny where like a friend was hosting an event and wanted like kids to come to and kids were going to have pizza and pl- jump on the trampoline while the grownups were doing this other thing. And I just said, no, like we had been gone all weekend. That was on a Tuesday night. So we'd been gone all weekend on Monday night. There was something going on. And on Tuesday night, I was like, no, like we're not going to take another night. It would have been like four nights in a row, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It would have been our fourth night in a row to be gone and have something booked. And I was like, no, like we need to just do like regular dinner and bedtime. So even though it wasn't just an event for me, it would have been fun for Vinny. He would have loved it. But I was like, no, like I'm drawing the line here. It's too many things. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know, like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know 
while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. We're looking ahead right now at the fall and winter schedule and looking at like what activities Vinny's going to be in kindergarten and what activities do we want him to be doing. So I'm looking at canceling some of his current activities. Like I just canceled gymnastics. He's going to stop gymnastics because we're going to start soccer and cross country. Then we're looking and that's in the fall. We're looking at the winter and the winter we're probably going to add skiing for the first time, which means that we'll probably drop something else or make space in another way. So I'm always looking at rather than just adding, adding, adding things, if we're going to add something, what are we going to take away? What are we going to take off? And I'm only going to add skiing for us if I'm sure that we're not going to be super booked during the weekends during the I think it's like a six or eight week session or something. So I'm like looking ahead at these weekends to be like, okay, our weekends pretty free during that time because I'm not going to do skiing all day on Saturday and then another event on Sunday because I don't want us to be that booked. I want us to like have weekends be chill as much as possible. I also recognize that if I am overbooked or over busy, that is my own damn fault. And so I don't get to like run around being like, oh my God, it's just so crazy and so busy. Like, no, that's my own fault. And I'm going to take responsibility for living a life that I feel is manageable. I'm not going to run around with wearing my busy badge as a badge of honor and then telling everyone how crazy my life is because I can be more productive and more powerful if I manage my time and book our lives accordingly so that we can all be working towards what we want to work towards and enjoying ourselves rather than just feeling like we're always like, barely holding it together because we have so many things booked. And I think there's a big difference there. And I think that if you are feeling overbooked, you need to take radical responsibility to take control of that because that is your own doing. And I have very strong feelings about that, that it should not be a badge of honor that you are so busy and that life is so hectic. So look at what you can take off of your plate if you have maybe unconsciously inadvertently put too many things on your plate. And then the fifth thing that I no longer say yes to is most networking events. So this in your case, it might be, you know, school fundraising events, or it might be committees or at work. I mean, this could be a lot of different things. But for me, I have the opportunity to go to a ton of networking events. And a lot of them are really high value with people who I really, really like and would really love to learn more from. But I also recognize that there's a point in which learning comes at the expense of doing. And I could spend a lot more time at networking events, but it would just get in my way of actually taking action in my business and actually getting things done. And sometimes that already does happen to me. Like if I spend, you know, I spent five days at a conference in Philadelphia and it was a conference that I've been to three times now. And there were definitely times there where I was like, you know, I know a lot of this stuff in this five days, I probably could have like, made some massive business moves during those five days instead of sitting at a conference where a lot of the information was repeat information. Now that said, there were some really valuable things that happened there that I'm glad that I went, but I'm just really conscientious about that everything comes at a cost. So I'm very conscientious that if I give up a day for a networking event, 
that I don't get that time back. That means that there's other things that don't get to happen during that time. So there's actually a networking event here in Seattle in October that I really thought that would be valuable. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to go because it's partially over a weekend. And I already am going to be gone another weekend that month. And I didn't want to take that time away from my family. But then I learned that Vince and Vinny are doing a little boy's cabin trip with some other families that weekend. And I was like, ooh, okay, if you guys are going to be gone, that actually opens the door. So now I can do this networking event here in Seattle. I'm really excited about it. I can do it. And it's not coming at the cost of family time. Instead, it's coming at the cost of like my own personal time. And so that feels better to me. I still might cut out a little early. (laughs) But so that I still have some of my precious time in my house by myself without my family here. But I'm really careful about choosing a select few events that are going to be really high, high value for me. And so like this year, I joined this new mastermind group and we have three meetings this year. I've already gone to one. I have two more coming up. And I knew that when I decided to do that, that that meant there was other things I was not going to do. But also because those three meetings require travel, that I was going to have to be really careful. Like I'm probably not going to do, you know, there's a number of local networking groups where I could be attending meetings weekly or monthly. And I don't do a lot of those things, especially there's a number of them that meet like early in the morning. So I could go like every Friday morning, I could go to this networking event. But that would then entail like kind of mixing up our schedule in the morning and having my husband help out on some things. And I thought, you know, I would rather three times a year be like, hey, I'm going to be gone for three days for this full immersion experience where I can be super focused on building my business rather than doing the every Friday networking group. Now, some of you might totally think the opposite. Other people might be like, no, I'd much rather like every Friday my, my husband takes care of the kids and does the morning routine. And then I just don't travel that much. And that's fine. Like you have to figure out what the boundary is for you and where the trade-offs are the most valuable. I know that for me right now, the most high value is being in an immersive experience rather than a pop in and out experience. So a pop in and out experience is like the weekly networking stuff. And I've done those groups before and they've been very valuable. But for where I'm at right now, I know that I get the most value out of being fully immersed in something for like three days and then being able to like take action on it while I'm still there and then come home and know what I'm doing moving forward versus going to like an hour and a half networking meeting every Friday morning and having it eat into part of my day every week and not feeling like I'm getting tremendous value or taking immediate action on the things that I'm learning every week, if that makes sense. So like I said, that's going to be different for everyone, but that's kind of how that has played out for me. So I say no to most networking events, especially local ones, which is kind of funny because you would think the local ones would be the easy yeses, but for me, they're actually the easy no's just because I already have a lot of my travel stuff booked in advance. And so I look at it as like, I've already kind of allotted that time for other things. Okay, so for recapping, five things I no longer say yes to. I no longer say yes to social engagements that start after 7 p.m. or end after 10 p.m. I no longer say yes to phone calls. I no longer say yes to coffee dates. I no longer say yes to being overbooked or over busy. And I no longer say yes to most networking events. So you have to know where yours are. What are some things where you're like, I need to stop saying yes to that? Some things where you recognize like this is not adding value to my life anymore. This is not making me feel lit up, excited, passionate. This is not high value. This is not taking me in a direction that I want to go. Because remember, all yeses and all noes come at a cost. So you have to recognize if that cost is worth it to you. 
All right. So I hope this was really, really helpful to you. This was actually really cool for me to sit down and think about what I no longer say yes to. So I would love for you to make your list too and share it with me. You can share it with me over in the Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. I would love to know what things you are all no longer saying yes to. I cannot wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really, really appreciate you being here. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all episodes as soon as they're released and you never miss an episode. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will drop you into Apple Podcasts where you can click on the little subscribe button. While you're there, please also rate and review the show. Let me know what you loved. Let me know in what ways you are a shameless mom. And remember, shameless mom of the week nominations come from our reviews. So if you want to be nominated, you got to leave a review. So make sure you leave a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And lastly, share this episode with other shameless moms in your lives. The way the show grows and the way we build our community is by you all spreading the word. So take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. I will make sure I reply as quickly as I possibly can, sending you lots of loves and shout outs. And I can't wait to connect with you there. Until next time, have a great day. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.